I'm, I'm a Wilhelmine model. I don't think you know what that means. I have an image, I and do. if you're trying to if you're trying to tear down my image in my three-year contract with them, it's actually pretty serious. It's, it's something some people consider the top. So if you're trying to do that, you're failing at it because guess what? Attached to me is professionality. It's my face. It's in everything I do. It's the way I walk. It's the way I talk. Okay. So if you want to try to wreck my image, you'll never succeed. You know why? Because my image is me. Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman. I am dying to talk about what it means for a professional football player to not dominate in the amateur football game of his bachelorette date. Among so many other things, we've got to talk about Tinder. We've got to talk about Richard Marks. We've got to talk about Blake. I just have, I just, it's Blake season, people. And to do all of these things, we have Lauren Zima from Entertainment Tonight on the line in an Uber. Hello, Lauren. Juliet, thank you for having me. Yes, I am Ubering back to L.A., back to you, back to where the Bachelorette <laughs> films. Why do I ever leave California? Um, but I was just covering the Tonys, and now I've got to get back to the really highbrow stuff, the Bachelorette. Nice. How was the Tonys? I love Broadway. I love musicals. The Tonys were fabulous. I do, too. In my inner theater geek mind, every single person would just be singing as they came up to me, and that didn't really happen. <laughs> I guess they wanted to talk about the craft. But they were all lovely. Uh, aired on CBS. It was such a fun show. Sarah Bareilles and Josh Groban, so talented. Um, and, you know, you would think that people could hone their crafts. But like you said, we had some issues with Clay this episode. Yeah, seriously. I just want to say, <laughs> I, I saw My Fair Lady um, uh, like a week ago, two weeks. Yeah, a week and a half ago. And uh, I know they performed last night. It was really good. And... I highly recommend it for anyone who's going to be in, L- in in New York. It's awesome. It's also at Lincoln Center. It's just, it's great stuff. Um, that said, let's go straight to the, the football date. It was the final group date of the week, but that's where we've got to start because it was so absurd. So it's a, it's a group date with like kind of the top, the tops of, of the, of the crop. I would say we got Garrett, who's obviously, um, a point of contention. There's Mike Renner, who we care about a lot here at the Ringer because he is a football blogger for Pro Football Talk. Um, and of course, Juliet, yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask you, has there ever felt like an episode of this franchise that combined your love no. anymore? I was thinking of you watching the whole episode. <laughs> That's a great point. And I said it to Roger Sherman, whose recap you can read of this episode on the ringer.com. I was like, this is the perfect ringer episode of the bachelorette. Like it, it, it doesn't get more perfect for us. It's pretty amazing. Also they were the kind of like the co-host of the date along with Becca were two women from the, uh, Legends Football League, which is the LFL, and they changed the first L from lingerie to legends a few years ago. Do you remember this? I just want to say thank God. <laughs> well, I would just say that uh, the first um, the first time I ever heard of the LFL was because Parvati from Survivor was was in the league. She was a part of the lingerie football league. So this was like Parvati was on in 2006. This is like 12 years ago. So again, so many of your love. (laughs) Yeah, I know it all comes together. So, okay. So we have this, they, they play football and everyone knows that clay is an NFL player, but I, I don't know if they really believed him. And then he comes out and they're like doing the drills and things just start, things go really like well for him. Like he's impressive. Everyone's like, wow, that dude's really good. Becca comments on his thighs, which I thought was kind of a funny comment. Did you catch that? Well, I 
I get it. What did she say? She was just like, oh, Clay's thighs. It was like, just kind of like in passing, but uh, it was, it was funny. I wanted to ask you, is he someone who anyone had any idea who this guy was? I mean, is he, I'm sorry for my football no. illiteracy, but no is problem. he well-known? Um, no, not that well-known. He's like a journeyman. Okay. He's been on a lot of teams. I don't think he played this previous season, but he's, I mean, he is legit. Like our football writers of the ringer know about him. They were like, yeah, Clay Harbor. Okay. Uh, but he's not like a star, but it's really hard in the NFL to be a star if you're not a quarterback and not like just extremely high level. So anyway, well, I'm team Clay. I mean, I think he's so nice, but I was just wondering, isn't this some kind of contractual issue for him? Can he play in another football game? And he just got hurt and it's all recorded. How problematic is this for him? You tell me. It is problematic. The ringer is trying to find out and we will follow up just how bad the injury is and where, where things stand. So with an NBA team, if you're, if you have an active contract, it's like not allowed for you to play in a pickup game or you, you can't, you can't do anything like this. Like you, you if they're on the bachelorette, they could not play like a random game of basketball, but I, you know, he wasn't signed to a team at the end of last season. So he's in between contracts. Um, so it's fine. And I have a question for you. Do you know how he got injured? Uh, the specifics of it? No, okay. I don't know. <laughs> I just, I mean, I felt like you could see right away. He said, no, I felt something break. I mean, I think he just fell as far as I know. As um, far yes. as what I've heard, I don't think it was anything too out of the ordinary. Roger did a full break breakdown of this on the ringer.com. Again, check that out. But it, let me just say, I rewatched it a few times. I was like, wait, how did he get hurt? And no one tackled him. He just like... I think fell on it weirdly at the end of the game. So it was not even like a contact injury. He just fell. <laughs> right. Well, and I, you know, I have talked to Becca. I've interviewed her a few times now and I asked her, we're getting a lot of teases about massive injuries coming up. How are all those guys now? And she said, Oh, everybody's fine. So I think he's okay now. Okay, and good. hopefully he can get back into things because, Oh my God, my heart melted. I was writing down some of the things he said. Being a man is making hard choices and tough decisions and living with them. And he wanted to go and make sure he could still provide for his family. Oh, my God. I know. It was really that's, – that's, that's common with a lot of athletes. They are like – they take care of their families because they have more means to than anyone else. But, yeah, that was that was really sad. I like Clay a lot. I wonder if he'll be going to paradises because I just think when you have an early exit, you tend to end up there. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, although I'll be interested to see what the reaction continues to be because, like I said, he was just sort of there for me. And then this episode, I mean, when he said that he knew he had to leave, but, quote, I regret it already. I know. Those are the kind of moments where fans just rally around that person. And I don't know if this early in the season we can get that strong of a stance behind him, but we'll definitely see some people tweeting and tagging Clay for Bachelor. One reason why I think people will care about him is like most of these guys, and we're going to really get into this in a few minutes, are just like not people you would actually date. Like a lot of them are very clearly there there for the wrong reasons because they want to just be on television. Like Clay is way more genuine and seemingly nice than a lot of these, a lot of these guys. And I think it's like a little bit less weird for a professional athlete to go on a reality dating show because it's hard, kind of hard to meet people anyway, less, less for football players, but sort of like he's already used to a lot of scrutiny and like used to being on camera. So kind of like, why not go on the bachelor? So it's less weird for me to me that he would do it versus just like a regular Joe Schmo who like has never been on a camera before. Tell me if I was overreacting to this after the football date, when I think it was Connor 
then says, well, I never played football, but I want to show you baseball. I'm like, dude, let it go. I know. You know, come up with something else. Oh, I didn't play this sport. I want to show you my sport. Like, I don't know. There've been a lot of sports demonstrations and I worry that we get into mansplaining territory for lack of a better term. I mean, not that women don't play sports, but I'm like, I don't need you to explain to this, you know, this little Becca how to throw a ball. Like, we're going to be okay. Let's move along. Can we talk about anything else? Yeah, he seemed like a real inferiority complex. I think if I was if I was a man and I was competing against a professional athlete, I might feel the same way, <laughs> if I'm being honest. <laughs> um, I also thought Clay seemed great and all, but it is inexcusable, straight up inexcusable to not be able to just dominate that game. The fact that Garrett seemed like the best player for most of it is really bad. It ended in a tie, 21-21. He's a professional football player. How do you not win? It did not look great for Clay, did it? I mean, this will not help with him getting the contract that he might need. Hopefully no one watched The Bachelorette. It was not a good moment, but we love Clay. (laughs) Garrett, his football performance reminded me of the Bradley Cooper character in Wedding Crashers. He was like just going so hard, so hard. And I guess, again, like they're all trying to show up the professional athlete. But yeah, they're just we're going so hard. And I think we're definitely getting into that time of the season where a couple of the guys have had significant time with Becca. And so then they get real competitive and real jealous and they make extreme decisions. And, you know, they go hard at pickup football games. They they really do. It was bad showing for Clay, but but a really fun date. Also, Keyshawn Johnson is super duper famous, by the way. Okay, excellent to know. Thank you. I need this background. Yes, he's I also major. think that Chris Harrison, he is loving doing an announcing date lately. Have you noticed yes. that? Yes. Like, he did Fred Willard. He did it last season on Ari season, Winter Games. Chris Harrison, I think, is missing his announcing days. And he's like, hey, I've been doing the show a long time. Let me bring some of my idols in here and just do some dry sports announcing. And he's great at it. Yeah. he he. I, I was thinking it was a carryover from Winter Games. Like He had so much fun doing that that he's just keeping it going. I don't know. A lot of, a lot of Chris Harrison. I usually, you know, I, I count up his TRT. That's coming back. It's coming back on the th- on Thursday on the B-side. We'll catch up with all three episodes and then going forward. It'll, it'll be on that episode. So more to come on the Chris Harrison front, of course. So he always has so much more to give. I've, I've got no doubt. We wish Clay well. I hope his wrist is okay. I got to get him on this podcast. I'm, I'm working on it. But in the meantime, let's move on to the two, one of the other hot topics from this week, which a lot of the pre-episode press was about. And I'm curious what you know. What do we know about Tia and Colton? Tia, of course, from the previous season with Ari and Colton, the other like pseudo football player, although he was never really on a team, who also dated Allie Raisman and is now vying for Becca. When you were doing press for the show, did you know about this Tia and Colton situation? I had heard a little bit about it. I think especially the fact that he dated Allie Raisman, it certainly raises some eyebrows about what his motives might be. And I know that Tia's inner circle, all those gals, have some different feelings about it. Um, Raven Gates wasn't too shy on Twitter. I think she tweeted something like, should I drag him or not? Mm. Um, So there's a lot to be said there. And I think that it's very telling the timing of everything with Tia and Becca and Colton, right? Because they acknowledged it. Tia said, well, I think maybe he thought I was going to be the bachelorette. But why in the first place are you dating someone when you're thinking, oh, you're going to be the bachelorette. You know what I mean? If you really like someone, wouldn't you say, hey, please don't go on this show. I want us to see what's going on here. Yeah. 
I don't really get it either. Also, Becca asks Tia straight up, do you think he thought you'd be Bachelorette? And she says, probably. Do you think he was hoping it was you? I mean, possibly, yeah. Because I feel like that was, I mean... A possibility. A very big possibility. Yeah, and, oh my God. I know. I hope he's fully here for you. I guess time will tell. She's like, yeah, he probably did. I'm sure they discussed it. I think that from what I've heard also from that group of women, that it was not expected that maybe Becca and Colton would have the connection that they had. Oh, interesting. Um, Yeah, I think that that connection wasn't expected. Um, I would not be surprised to learn that Tia is maybe still harboring some feelings for Colton. We might hear about that. Mm-hmm. Didn't you get that sense? Oh, yeah, definitely. She she still seemed into him, and she seemed uncomfortable talking to Becca about the situation, like in a way that suggests that she does still, she's still curious about what's going on with that dude. They I, were also thrown into such an intimate situation. I'm like, okay, so you haven't seen him. You dated, haven't really talked since then, and now we're all going to be in our robes giving each other massages. I, I mean, what producing? I love it. That <laughs> That was really good, but also a really weird date. I tried to figure out what that spa was. I went back and checked a few times. It looks like it's just in like a random hotel. Like I thought maybe it was a Korean yeah. spa, but I don't think it, it was. It lost its legitimacy for me when the women were putting their feet into what looked like colorful buckets for like like colorful ice buckets from Target. You yeah. know what I mean? That's what those buckets look like. Yeah. Um, so a couple of things actually about that, like logistical things, and we'll come back to the date. So it was raining this week, which I actually can't recall ever seeing happen in LA on this show before. And I, Uh, like, can you? I was literally thinking to myself living in LA. I was thinking, when do I remember it raining? When was this? Yeah. I know I don't remember it happening on the show. And I wrote down, they're all in sweatshirts, but I guess what else did they have other than hoodies? Probably. I don't think anybody packed rain gear. I would guess. Yeah. So yeah, I'm sure they did it. They probably needed like borrow umbrellas or something. It, it's usually what happens when there's like a weather event that, that the bachelor can't foresee is they like bring them in sweatshirts basically. So they end up looking alike. But so the spa at first I thought it said like a certain name and I went back and checked and it just had a sign that said like the spa, which is like the kind of and like on a wood plaque that like maybe you could make in your own personal wood shop or buy from Target or something. And so I was wondering if this was like a makeup date, something else was supposed to happen and it fell through because it just was not very extravagant. There wasn't like the regular, there weren't like massage tables. It didn't really seem particularly set up. It just seemed like it reminded me like at camp when it rains and you have in a rainy day activities, like you just have to like go with it. And I, I think that's what happened here. And I think it was just like at some random hotel and wasn't a legit spa and something else was planned and it probably got rained out. That's my guess. Yeah, the signage, the signage, it was very questionable to me. I think it said, like, dressing rooms this yeah. way. Like, nowhere have I ever seen a spa say, like you say, locker room. Yeah. Um, it really harkens me back to the days of JoJo Fletcher's season where they had a rained-out date, and her and Robbie and a couple of the other guys wound up doing a quote-unquote sleepover in a hotel room, and oh, yeah. they did like a massage train. So you know what? When it rains, we do massages, I guess, <laughs> to each other. What and incredible logic. Out. Okay, it's raining. I guess we just need to give each other massages today. What else can we do? <laughs> I did not need those guys to paint anyone's nails. First of all, I totally related to Becca when she said, thank God I shaved my legs today because who hasn't been there? Oh. You know, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, and now I have to wear shorts. Um, but I didn't need them painting anybody's nails. It felt 
like something I would never want a guy to do for me past the age of 14. <laughs> I can't imagine they did a very good job. I have to say I just didn't need it at all. No, I, I actually, the massage thing is just like too awkward to bear. I don't, I, I don't know. It was, it was so ridiculous. Also, it just like kind of put Becca in a weird position where she had to like be touching everyone, but like maybe she's not into all of them. I don't know. Yeah. And someone, I think Kendall said, well, I'm really looking for which guys are giving Becca the most attention instead of the rest of us. But that's such a catch 22, because then if the guys aren't giving her friends attention, then they come off like they don't care about her friends. It felt like a lose-lose. They also had those weird scalp whisk things that would never be at a spa. Those metal things, you know, yeah, it felt like somebody ran out again to a Target and bought some stuff that could work. And that's where we ended up. Absolutely. I'd love to get the shopping list that the PA was handed. Like this, they're like, go get all this shit. (laughs) 100%. And you know what that they came back with that PA came back with what they could find because nothing on the list was obviously (laughs) where they went. (laughs) It's definitely true. Um, So there's some rumors out there about Colton and Tia, and I'm wondering what, you know, so one of them is that he like flew, they met up in LA. She was living in Arkansas and he's lives in Denver, but they, they're they, they met in LA. So he apparently I read that he flew her out, but I'm just wondering if that's like a, not actually what happened. That's just sort of like the Reddit rumor. Do you know? I don't know about him flying her out or not. Um, I just do know that I think that the feelings did not disappear in the way that he intimated to Becca. I don't think that things ended in this pretty tied in a bow kind of a way that he made her think, you know, and maybe on his end they did, but that's kind of what's raising eyebrows for me is I don't think it was a clean cut ending. Interesting. The other thing is Tia says to, uh, to Becca, the most we did was kiss. That's what she tells him, what she tells Becca. That is the opportune time to say, and Hey, by the way, he's a virgin and she did it. So does Tia not know, or does she just not tell her or do we not see that on camera? That's a good question. I'm not sure if Tia knows, but you know, I do know that Tia is actually a lot more religious and faith-based than we ever saw in Ari season. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, we saw hints of that, but not the full realm of it. So I think that if she did know that about Colton, maybe that would be something that would connect her to him. Like, I mean, I don't know her own, you know, history. And it's so weird that people's sexual past come up on the show in the way that they do. But, um, (laughs) you know, I don't know if they share that. So I get why they could have had a very strong connection very quickly if they bonded over that fundamental stuff. That's interesting. That also, that's in, like interesting light on, on Ari because Becca's also pretty religious. I know. And I remember there was a part on Ari's season where I think it was Ari who had told Becca's family. Yeah, he told her, well, we've told them we've had discussions about religion and politics and stuff like that. And I remember thinking, could we see those discussions? I would love if we could get a little bit more of a window into when those topics come up between these people on this show, if they do come up. It's so true. Similarly, like we didn't get a lot from the friends, like what they think about these guys. I I would have liked more since all those women are really charming and like interesting, particularly Kendall. I want to know more about what Kendall thinks. And Baca, as you call her, always yeah. has an opinion. So I know. I was surprised we didn't see more. I know. I got. I need to actually get Baca back. That's a great point. Maybe she should come back for the B side this week. Talk about that date. Um, I'm not done talking about Colton and Tia though. So 
the other thing about them is like, all we did was kiss that I find just interesting is like, if you don't really know someone and you're like, let's just meet in this city together for a weekend. I think, I mean, if, if you're choosing to stay a virgin, like that's one thing, but I think it's pretty weird to like, to not have sex. Like you have like limited time together. So like, if you're going to see if it's going to work or not, you just need to go for it. So I just, I just find the whole thing very odd. And like, there was like definitely information missing. Well, then imagine how romantic Tia must have found it if he was willing to fly her out and to spend the weekend with her and to not expect anything physical, which unfortunately would sort of typically say, go eat, you know. And imagine, I mean, he must have seemed like an absolute Prince Charming. And maybe he is. That's true. I, yeah, I guess so. Maybe I'm also, I'm, I have a dirty, I have a dirty mind. So I'm just like, why didn't they have sex? That's so weird. I know you're like, you're like, wasted opportunity guys. <laughs> well, just like, you got to find out, right? Like what, what are you waiting for? Um, I think that also my other issue with Colton is I'm like, was there ever a time in my life when I would have been attracted to him? And I don't think so. He's just a very specific type and he's just not, not the type I for me. I 100% agree. And everyone's been saying, oh, he's so good looking and Becca calls him easy on the eyes. And I'm not saying he's not. I think it's just his vibe is not my jam. Yeah. He's, um, he looks like a Kendall. He's, he's, yeah. He's very much look mm-hmm. yeah he's he's not for me he's not my style but i i guess i respect it how far do you think colton goes i mean it, at least at least next week obviously since we only saw clay go home i think that if you are able to get past the fact that your very good friend dated a guy not only a matter of weeks ago that you're dating then you're really into him yeah. um i think that he probably is going far with becca because she is very physically attracted to him i mean we know becca likes the bigger you know beefy muscular guy yeah um so i think he's her physical type and that is pushing him through and you know what also the fact that he was so honest and upfront about it from the beginning i was interviewed um dean ungler the other day and you know you always hear people say you get so little time on these shows and i have sometimes thought people were exaggerating that but he told me no he estimates that on night one he got about 90 seconds of time with rachel Lindsay. So when you think about how little actual conversation they have, the fact that he did own up to that and say that, it's like, that's all she has to go on, you know? And, and so the literal information that she has is this man is honest. He was honest with me. So that's what she has to go on. So she's adding that up in her head. And I think he'll go far between honesty, vulnerability, and those muscles that Becca likes. Okay. (laughs) That's a good point, I guess. He's just so not for me. I'm like, okay, good. Go for it, girl. But whatever. Have, have, have yourself a time with Colton. Um, Colton just is such a, such a name for him. Who are you into? Who are you into this season? Because I'm actually not really attracted to any of the guys. Just my own case. I'm not really into any of them either. I'm concerned that perhaps I'm getting too old for these men. Um, but that said, uh, I think Blake is the only one that matters. In fact, thank you for asking. My rose this week goes to Blake. I like that Blake <laughs> refer- referred to his own uh, anxiety, which I always think is like, very real. I think that when people do that kind of thing, um, I think Blake is like really the only one. He reminds me actually of like a less aesthetically, uh, like objectively hot version of Dean, but like a similar type, which is like living in LA. You just know that type of guy. Like they go out in Venice and, or in Santa Monica and like they're pretty nice and they have a lot of friends and I don't, they just have like some generic job. He just reminds me of like a similar type, but I'm actually way more into Blake than to Dean. Interesting. I am so into Blake's style. 
Like, yeah. he's a guy who I didn't think was going to be stylish when we met him on After the Final Rose and he was all cowboys and then oxes on night one. Yes. Um, but he is wearing these great turtlenecks and sweaters and I'm real into it. And I interviewed him on him and Becca's one-on-one where they smashed up the, I don't think it was the actual one, but the homage to the gray couch. Oh, and yeah. I have to say that I'm making this prediction now. Bachelor? If Blake, Blake for Bachelor. Yeah. If Blake doesn't make it all the way, it's Blake for Bachelor. 100%. He's the only option. Like, he truly is the only one that would, that would make sense. I can't imagine any of the other guys. Maybe Clay. But to be honest, if he's back in the NFL, it won't work with his schedule. Um, so, yeah. so he won't be able to. I don't think, I, I don't know though. I actually could see Clay being on like a different show, like in the future. Because uh, he just seems like a good dude. But I, I, I don't think there's any option but Blake as of right now. Maybe the one whose name she forgot, which I believe is Jason. <laughs> mm, yeah, oh, Jason. His flicked <laughs> back hair might do him in. I don't know. Blake seems... He has great energy. And of course, I look at this from a media perspective because I get to interview these people. But on a very basic level, I think when they're choosing the next Bachelor or Bachelorette, you have to pick someone who can give a good interview, who can be personable, who can do these hours and hours of media. And I will tell you, Blake, from that first interview I did with him, the guy obviously had not done a ton of press before, but he was personable. He was lively. Blake Lively. He was... (laughs) fun and sweet and he gave real answers to the questions as opposed to some people who are less media aware might say oh I don't know or I don't want to talk about that but he he answered the questions and I know that sounds basic but when these people come on reality shows it's all very new and he killed it and I just thought Blake for Bachelor here we go if he doesn't make it all the way totally um he he seems like just a normal fairly normal guy which like again like seems fair straightforward but these are not normal dudes I know it's just like when Prince Harry married Meghan Markle. And did you see that meme that went viral of people saying, wow, I can't believe all these women are so excited. Just that Prince Harry said, you look amazing. But that's where we're at with The Bachelor. We're like, he speaks normally. He, it says he likes her. But, you know, that's all he's got. And I love it. I know. I, I think this season's been really good. And from people anecdotally that I people are like, yeah, the season's been great so far. I do think the guys kind of suck. Like, there's just so many that are just a total joke. But I, I don't know that you can cast 30, like, you can't cast 30 great women. You also can't cast 30 great guys. I think for, like, whatever reason, societal norms and just the way that I personally judge men versus women and my own own biases. It's like easier to can, to take some of the kind of ridiculous women seriously, but I have a much harder time taking some of the men seriously. Like like even someone like Olivia or Crystal, like who are just like obviously villains, not going to win. They're for they're for the producers. It's easier to like try to envision them with The Bachelor than it is to like envision Jordan with. Um, the bachelorette you know like he's just so over the top there's absolutely no way that's going to work out but I, I don't I don't even entertain it what you kind of entertain it more at the women right like you're like yeah I could see crystal making it to six, to week six with Jordan you're like if he makes it to week six it's only because there's no other drama right well people keep comparing Jordan to crystal and I think there's actually a huge difference there Jordan is coming out with these catchphrases all about him being a male model. Crystal did open up about her yeah. tough family and That's she was true. talking about some real stuff. So I think there's a difference there and I get that she I think was more so affected by the process and it made her go a little over the edge versus Jordan 
came in to be over the edge from the start. That's a great point. I want to talk all about Jordan. I want to rank his insane things he said this week and talk about Tinder. But first, a word from our sponsors. First, let me tell you about Everlywell. Let's be real. Finding the time to get a lab test is almost impossible, not to mention figuring out how much it will cost you or what your results mean. But now it's easy to order the tests you want at everlywell.com. Everlywell is an at-home health testing company that offers a variety of tests from food sensitivity, which measures your sensitivity to 96 different foods that may be causing discomfort, to metabolism, to an at-home STD test. Yep, you can test for STDs at home. Each test is physician-reviewed, private, simple, and processed through a certified lab. All you have to do is head to everlywell.com, choose your test, and they'll be shipped directly to your doorstep. Once you collect your sample and send it back to Everly Wells Certified Lab Partner, you'll get your doctor-reviewed, easy-to-read results online in days. Once you collect your sample and send it back to Everly Wells Certified Lab Partner, you'll get your doctor-reviewed, easy-to-read results online in days. Everly Well is so convenient. No more sitting in waiting rooms, no more mystery bill, and no more waiting on your results. Head to everlywell.com and use the promo code BACHELOR to take 15% off your first order. That's everlywell.com, promo code BACHELOR for 15% off your first order. Take control of your health today with Everly Well's at-home health tests. Your test on your time and on your terms. Today's episode is also sponsored by StoryWorth. Everyone has a family member who tells the best stories. StoryWorth makes it easy and fun for your loved ones to share those stories. Simply purchase a subscription for someone you love, and each week, StoryWorth emails them a question about their life. They reply with their story, either via email, on the web, or in the app, and after a year, their stories are bound into a beautiful hardcover printed book. It's black and white interior with a color cover. And don't worry, data is secure and everything is private by default. It's a great way to connect with your family, bridge geographic distance, and learn about your relatives. Plus, StoryWorth makes it easy to preserve your memories and pass them on to your children and their future families. It's a great gift for Mother's Day or Father's Day, even last minute. Father's Day is just around the corner. Consider StoryWorth. Your dad will love it. To sign up, visit StoryWorth.com bachelor and you'll get $20 off. Dad is going to love it. All right, let's talk Jordan, Lauren. He had quite a week. He said some ridiculous things. First of all, he made fun of David for um, scrambling eggs, basically, at the very beginning of the episode, which I just thought was hilarious. And Quote, walking around cooking scrambled eggs all day. I yeah. wanted to count. I'm like, there's no way this guy's making scrambled eggs all day, Jordan. But it's so funny that you summed it up like that. I also like that um, he's like mad at him for cooking, which I was like, oh, that's cool. He's just like, first of all, I know this guy's got a grocery store past or a grocery store background. <laughs> so he's making good use of it. I, I like it. Way to, way to go. Um, <laughs> David... Uh, got rushed to the hospital and then we didn't see him again for the rest of the episode. And apparently he like, it sounds like he like broke his face or something like that. From what I understand. Yeah. Rolled off the bunk bed, which means he was drunk. Definitely. <laughs> I love his explanation. I usually sleep in a king size bed. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, that's just so, that's such an odd reason. Like it makes it sound like you're a king among peasants, even though I don't think he meant it that way. Um, but I do, I have heard that he broke some bones in his face. Um, did you think it was a little weird that they could just call him up in intensive care and then he sounded so fine on the phone? I'm yeah. like, are you in intensive care or not? This is strange. I, my take on that was uh, they knew when the phone call was going to be coming, so they just like prepared for it, basically. 
Yeah. But yeah, I thought that, I thought that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was weird. When I was in college, one of my best friends drunkenly fell off a top bunk and she like really hurt herself. It's, it's really like, I also, when you're drunk, like you just bleed more and it, it kind of, it makes things worse. So I feel for him. I'm worried about like when he comes back, like, will he come back? He's at least got one more week. That sound that was, that seemed like it was bad, like legitimately bad, like probably worse than Clay's injury. That's what's so weird is I do think he has to come back because it's my prediction that, of course, him and Jordan are going to go on a two-on-one. Of course. Um, and we have seen him on Instagram, so he seems fine now because yeah. he's active on his Instagram account and, you know, he's not deformed in any of his photos. <laughs> but, yeah, I would imagine if you fall off the bunk bed asleep or slightly intoxicated or whatever you may be, you just fall. You can't brace yourself. You just hit that floor. And I loved that they didn't clean up the blood, that they made sure to get some shots of that. Again, good producing. I know. They really know what they're doing this this year. I like it. Um, the next insane Jordan thing was when he said he needs to start being extremely implicit, just like to show which guys are not there for the right reasons. And I was like, Jordan, my man, if you hear a word one time and you don't know what it means, maybe look it up before you use it the wrong way. Obviously, he meant explicit, but I was just like, oh, d- bad, bad break for Jordan. Just couldn't seem dumber. Uh, just so much professionality. So much professionality. That was another one that was just incredible. We were waiting for that. I believe that was in the, the teaser for this season on. Yeah, and you might have this, but did he at one point say that he, quote, doesn't have a silver spoon hanging out of his ass? Yeah, well, I think he was saying that because David does. He, that was part of his Right, but David. I'm like, that's not the phrase. Yeah, I, I guess know. he took it to another level. Professionality. Jordan's like the type of person who he's like a walking meme. It's like, here's a big word once and then uses it. You know what I mean? He just is like, he's always just trying to play a part, I suppose. And there was some great comedy editing when him and David were going back and forth. And then you just saw Jason like smothering his face into a pillow to not laugh. They're all drinking while they're just going. Jordan is telling David, it's been a pleasure. And Wills is almost spitting out his drink. It was a great little comedy moment there. I liked it. Yeah. So that was during the, I believe that was during the um, cocktail party of the group date, which is when Jordan has probably what I think will become one of the most infamous claims in Bachelor history, which is that in one year, he got 4,000 matches on Tinder. Telling you, I wasn't on it every day. But I mean, honestly, you had to be on it a certain amount of time. Yeah, no, because four thousand matches means yeah, you swipe four, on at yeah. least four thousand people. What do you think your matching percentage is? I go like one for one. I think if I slide right on someone, that they slide right on me. So you're hundred percent. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty close to it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm reaching out to Tinder for comments on this. I'm not even joking. I need some sort of response. Is that possible? What's the record overall? Can they confirm or deny? Does anyone have a 100% match rate? The statistics, it was so impressive. Yeah. So we were, we were looking into the math here and my colleague, Andrew Gridadaro said, if you assume he got the notification on the last day of 2017 and you assume his match percentage is 75%, that means he swiped right an average of 15 times a day, which means he would have had to swipe in general at least 30 times a day. That's a lot of downtime for Tinder. Also, if you don't live in like a really big major metropolitan city, are there enough people on Tinder for you to get all of those matches? Well, that's a great question. Perhaps he's traveling with his modeling career. <laughs> Here's the thing. He really does have a Wilhelmina modeling profile. He's on the website. So, so far, 
he's batting one for one on these claims. We've just got to keep doing our journalistic digging. And this could be the opportunity for the Pulitzer. It really could be. This is such a wild one. It's such a uh, dicey move to lie about something like Tinder because it's everyone's so familiar with it that if it's not true, it's just like common sense can just prove you wrong. And so I kind of admire Jordan's like balls in, in claiming it. It's such a big thing to claim. It's just insane. And also, oh my gosh, the guys were loving it. I loved how much the other guys were into it. Yeah. And then when him and Becca had their time together, just the two of them, he said to her, quote, I know it's hard with like, me being a model and I don't know how she didn't burst out laughing I, I really don't either. I was like did you hear him I mean what what is what's happening Becca must really like some of the other guys to not mind that Jordan is still around can you imagine having to spend time alone with him oh my gosh can I also say this stuck out to me did you notice that he said quote I got a notification today yes how did he get a notification where's your phone Jordan does Jordan have a secret phone I've heard that people do this several former cast members have told me they're able to sneak their phones onto the show really how Uh uh-huh I guess and maybe before the scandal it was a little easier now than it is the bachelor paradise thing but I've heard that it's just not that hard to get stuff in you know I guess quote-unquote contraband whatever but you have these suitcases and they say that the producers aren't going through every nook and cranny of your suitcase. So, I mean, how else do you explain him saying I got a notification today? I don't know. That's a great point. I thought he was yeah. lying, but maybe he just is bored and he's on Tinder. Yeah. Interesting. Well, either way, he's on his phone. Yeah. I don't know. Um, on the challenge, they're much stricter. Like they're in, and Survivor, obviously. If you have contraband, you're, you're done for. That's a huge, that's a huge error. Huge. Yes. Well, this could open up a whole investigation. Oh, wow. I am going to look into that. Wow, Lauren. Your your expertise is really paying off this episode. Thank you so much. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you're here for the sport. I'm here for the contraband. Let's break it all down. Um, Did you notice when Colton, Colton kind of initiated the conversation. He was like, Jordan, what what was that about that you were telling us about before? And And then Jordan's like, oh, yeah. And then launches into the Tinder story. And I have a theory, which is this conversation probably happened in a van ride or somewhere else where it wasn't caught on camera. And the producers were like, that is so good. We need to run it back. And they somehow like staged it for this um, cocktail party. That's fair. That's fair. And I want to thank them for doing that. Me too. Because I need all the great moments. Yeah. Me too. It's really good. I just want to say, I like Jordan as a character on this season. He's good comic relief. He's so ridiculous. He's like fairly innocuous. He just sucks. Like you would never, never date him. I have no interest in seeing him in paradise. Like literally none because he's just, he's not, you can't take him seriously. And like as ridiculous as paradise is, you know, you want to believe in some of the relationships. Yeah. I 100% agree with you that I love him as TV. He's great TV. And I 100% think <laughs> there's no way he won't be on paradise. Um, he's just gotta be, he's a character because paradise has those comedy elements too, you know? And Hey, I'll always take a moment where somebody who we didn't expect to find a relationship just turns around and does. I know. But, I, I want them to do like a photo shoot date with Jordan if he winds up in paradise. It's kind of surprising they haven't done that yet with for him, actually. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. I'll pass that along to, to <laughs> the powers that be, to the extent that anyone listens to me, which is not a very large extent. Uh, <laughs> it was it was an all-time great moment, though. Thank, thank you so much to Jordan for, for bringing that, you know? Just loved it. 100%. What a, what a great guy. Um, that that was part of the uh, massage date. And then the third date this week was a one-on-one with Chris, who 
basically doesn't exist to me. When I was making the rundown, like the outline for this episode, I completely forgot about this date. And I care about songwriting, like the great songwriters like Diane Warren and David Foster and Richard Marks, who was on this date. Like they are important figures to me. And I just totally forgot that this happened. Chris is like, just, I don't know. He's a total, total snooze. Have you met him? I have not met him. I certainly think that we could give up the guise of any of us thinking that Chris recognized Richard Marks when he walked into yeah. that room. He's yeah. like, we walk in and Richard Marks is playing. I'm like, I didn't even recognize Richard Marks. Me neither. I mean, he looks great, but I didn't recognize him. I, mean, I didn't and- either. And like that song I really liked as a kid. And I was like, and I was like, oh, Kevin Costner, great song. <laughs> right. Yeah. Nobody is knowing Richard Marks on the street. Um, and Chris, though, he really looks like, and I'm forgetting the guy's name now, we have a list up at etonline.com of who the Bachelor contestants look like, and he really looks like that guy from New Kids on the Block. I'm oh. still blanking on his name. Yeah, it's, it's Danny, I believe. Yes, but as much as he has a lookalike, and as much as he opened up about his crazy past and that sad story with his dad, really I also did not connect with him. Yeah, I, that was really sad, and I don't, and I don't want to take anything away from that. That said... Chris is what is really boring and I can't believe he got a one-on-one. I can't believe they burned a one-on-one on someone that dull this early in the season. As mean as that may be. There were a couple of surprising moments this episode, right? And I don't mean like, you know, someone winding up in intensive care. I mean, I didn't expect Chris to get the one-on-one and I was really surprised when Becca said she had a crush on Jason. I'm like, who's Jason? I know. You know, do you watch The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? Yes. He looks like Mrs. Maisel's husband, Joel Maisel. <laughs> A million. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Jason seems like fun to hang with, but I don't know. He's dressed. He's like constantly dressed for like a family reunion where he doesn't know what the dress code is or something. <laughs> I think he's maybe surprisingly average in the best way. You know, he sees his job is senior corporate banker. I'm like, oh, does this guy like actually have a good job? Yeah. And he's actually just a normal dude, you know, and that's why we forgot his name as did Becca. I love that they acknowledge that because that has to happen way more than we see. I've heard that when they do the rose ceremonies, especially in the beginning, they leave the room several times and it's often because they have to yeah, they check have to names. look at the pictures. Yeah, and check the names. I love it too. Because how can you recall? I can't remember all these guys' names. Connor, I was like, is that a Connor? Or like, who is this? It's very, it's very hard to keep track. <laughs> oh, I felt like I was seeing people for the first time. I'm like, I don't even remember seeing you on this season yet. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. And there's just been like so much, so much David. By the way, David speaks like someone who, uh, I I don't even know what it is, but his cadence is very odd. It it kind of reminds me of like um, a Jack Nicholson impression all the time or something like that. Oh, I see that. David was certainly a surprise choice to be the nemesis for Jordan, right? He's very young. I think he's only 24, 25. Not that Jordan's much older, but David seems a little in over his head on this. Yeah, you know, then he fell off the bed. So here we are. <laughs> I feel like David will definitely be in paradise, and I, I'm for it. I like it. I I, I just like David. Um, the Chris date was just so such a snooze, and I, I thought it was interesting they got Richard Marks, and I was like, would 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 Richard Marks be on the show if David Foster wasn't having a moment? I thought it was like we can't get David Foster, so at least we'll go for this guy. They tend to surprise me, you know. I I actually think what happens because when we were on the one-on-one date with Becca and Blake and Lil John was on it. I was thinking, Lil John, really? And then some of the producers had said, well, we've been wanting him to come on for years and it just never worked out. So I kind of wonder if they have a laundry list of 
goals and hopes and dream guests. And then it just happens when it happens. And sometimes it feels a little random. Oh, interesting. I, Little John was incredible. I was just so happy to see him. That slow motion editing scene, everything about it. And I interviewed him and he, I said, do you watch the show? And he goes, no, but I know Ari's a douche. I was oh like, I love you for saying <laughs> I love Little John. What's he, what do you think his price is? I was discussing this last week. Like how much does it cost to get Little John on The Bachelorette? Like 10000 20000 I feel like he just comes on. Do they pay? Do they pay for the guests or do they pay for the people who peer? I don't know 100%, but I've always thought, no, I would imagine it's just a trade-off for, oh, you're on this massive show. Yeah, you get publicity. And especially because it is people like Lil John who, oh, my love to him and he's wonderful, but he's not at the height of everything. So yeah, take this moment and you know, Run with it. publicity. Yeah. Yeah. I thought Becca's song lyrics were actually pretty, were pretty good. Chris, on the other hand, like Becca was like, Oh my God, that was so amazing. He doesn't know how to rhyme. He was rhyming words that are similar, but aren't actually rhymes. Right. And that's what I couldn't figure out. Are these song lyrics or is this slam poetry? He used a couple multi-syllabic words that didn't seem very singable to me. I was not here for it. And thank God Richard Marks was there to do something. With it. I know. It was, it was pretty bad we got him playing right here waiting because if we hadn't, that would have felt like a massive letdown. Totally. When they came back and saw him in their plan, I'm like, yes, I know. yes. We needed this. I know. It would have been a total waste. Um, I think my other problem with Chris was that it looked like he was wearing a jacket he borrowed from Becca. Like, it just was like, I don't know, dude. I just wasn't impressed. <laughs> I think that they need to have you on to consult on a few of these things. Like, just have you go through the guy's stuff before they ever go to the mansion and be like, no, no, yes, okay, good. Did you just felt like it is Juliet. <laughs> Thank you, Lauren. I would love to. I'm, I'm just looking to be heard as much as possible. <laughs> How are you feeling about Becca? Because I think some people have accused her of being boring. I really like her. You've met her. What's she like in person? She is so wonderful. I love her. I think she is genuinely a good person, a grounded person. And while people might say boring, Here's the thing. I actually think that often the lead is not the most character of a person on the show. You know, it's like they're the straight man yeah. playing to all of these characters. So it's not really Becca's job as the lead to be insanely over the top. She's there to kind of keep everything grounded and real and real in the fact that at the end of the day, we're still trying to make people find a relationship. Plus, I feel that after Ari, we needed a little palate cleanser. Yeah, Just I agree. A little... Yeah, a little tempering, and she's doing that for us. I think she's been through some really real stuff in her life. You know, not only did she lose her dad, but then her mom was, I believe, sick as well. So I think that she knows what real loss is and that that's helping her stay super committed to this whole thing. Like, she's not going to just do this for her career. I really don't think she is, and so that makes me like her. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I like her a lot. I think she seems very sweet, very fun, pretty genuine. I hope she finds love. Have you heard anything about what... um like what some of the big heartaches are coming up without being too specific or spoilery. Mm, the big heartaches coming like up. Like we see her cry and we see her say, yeah. um, this is basically what Ari did to me. I know. I asked her about that and I asked her because the promo really makes it seem like Lincoln's involved in that. But sometimes those promos are edited a little trickily. I bet he's out soon. We're not getting a lot of like real Lincoln minutes. I bet he's out like in one or two weeks. Oh, when he says something like kissing her is like flying on a unicorn over the wings of a Pegasus into a rainbow or whatever, like, dude, call it a day. I know. And, but, um, I asked her if any of the moments on this season had been harder than the breakup with Ari. And she said, yes. So I think that she gets some really, really real feelings here. Um, and 
who knows if there's more heartache ahead because I'm sure you heard about Garrett's whole Instagram scandal yeah. thing. Um, we talked I about asked that. her, she talked to him about it and she said she couldn't say. So we'll see. Interesting. Yeah, they really keep things under lock and key. That sucks, mm-hmm. though. That's That sucks for that to be the leading story coming out of her season. It also sucks that they cast someone like that. But, you know, that said, they make some interesting casting decisions in the past. So who guess I shouldn't be surprised? I'm here to rally behind Becca. I am. Me too. Um, I think I, I don't I don't agree with the critique that she's boring. And I don't think we're going to get a boring piece. But so far, I'm loving it. Me too. It really has been, like, pretty fun, which is a relief, you know? Like, let's just have some fun with this silly show. <laughs> I'm pretty yes. into it. It's because good things got too real at the end of last season, didn't they? I mean, too real, and we went off the rails. I agree. Completely agree. Lauren, thank you so much for taking the time in your Uber. You've been a delight, as always. And you're back in L.A. You'll have to come through for another pod. Oh, thank you. Yes, of course. I'll be back on Thursday, as always. And next week, I have a really big guest for next week. It's like just a personal dream coming true. I'm not going to say who it is. It was actually supposed to be this week, but we rescheduled. And I, I'm i so happy to have had you, Lauren, but I really can't wait for next week. It's going to be great. <laughs> it's Richard Marks. Yeah, it's Richard Marks. Exactly. Uh, thanks again to our sponsors. And don't forget to check out the rest of the Ringer Podcast Network. You can head to theringer.com slash podcast for all of it. I'm Juliette Lippman, and I'll be back next week. Finding the time to get a lab test is almost impossible, but now it's easy to order the tests you want at everlywell.com. Everlywell is an at-home health testing company that offers a variety of physician-reviewed private tests from food sensitivity to metabolism to thyroid. No more sitting in waiting rooms or waiting on your results. Head to everlywell.com and use promo code BACHELOR to take 15% off your first order. It's Everlywell, your test on your time and your terms.